Elegant Sea Urchin is an eldritch audio drama written, produced, and presented by Studio Swoon as part of the Greater Swooncraft Creative. It would mean a lot if you shared or supported us. Head over to elegantseaurchin.xyz for more. And before the program starts, remember that sometimes it takes fading away to find who you really are, or what you missed along the way. We all experience the shock of knowing we missed something that may have been truly precious. Cry, Cry if, you, if must. you must. You wouldn't, wouldn't be you if it had gone, gone that way. way. Hey, you, you listening. listening. Thanks. Thanks. And enjoy. enjoy. My time map was swamped. I didn't even realize it. This happened because of my last phase of end school. I'd been spending too much time with my head in the purple shine. And because I hate showing my work. There's a simplicity in getting everything done at once, though. Two projects where I have to travel out of the cove, a few doctrines, and some ancient ritual recitements that I already know thanks to Grandma humming them through my years in first school. But I... I found I didn't have time for it. Listeners, I was sitting in the purple shine with Enzo, working on a doctrine about this ancient food called toast, when... someone sat down next to me. At first I paid them no mind. I had two tomes with me, one that had barely survived the glowing dawn and was detailing how toast often had something similar to a coagulated ruck milk called butter and fruit preserves spread on it. Interesting stuff. I looked at the purple shine, suckled on my fist of punch. This one had too much kick and wondered why we didn't have these crops. And that's when I finally looked at my company. Listeners, I want you to guess who it was. Mm. <laughs> Good try. No. Listeners, wave catchers. It was Dukes Jones. Jones himself was sitting beside me, scratching Enzo's head. Knox, this might seem fast. I often don't make sucker faces, but I know I was gaping. I need you to come with me. You're the apprentice I need. <laughs> I mean, I'd seen pictures of Dukes Jones before, but he didn't have the aged youthfulness of most elders. His hair was sandy and speckled white. His face had fault lines like he hadn't had treatment in decades. I've seen plenty of elders older than Dukes, who didn't have this... I... I don't know the words. Messy? Um, I, I guess I'll just call his appearance Jufied. He wasn't Jufied like the old men at the pet shop that I once went to. <clears throat> no, no, it, it seemed like more time would cause his fault lines to turn into wrinkles much like the but but what he was saying i had no time for what uh he continued though i know Knox. and school gotta get your praise from a tendril he laid back looking up at the purple shine huh i closed my books stuffed my doctrine in my pack and laid back it had been a while since i really took in the sight of the clear this is a really nice view. I smiled and said, yeah. For a while, 
The only noise was Enzo, gently snoring, resting pressed up to me, still getting head scratches from ducks. After a while, I wanted to look over to make sure this was real. I don't want to alarm you, Knox, he said, right as my eyes landed on him, startling me. I've been catching your waves. I think you're the only fit. He sat up, and as the purple shine dithered to pink, he looked a little... revitalized. Well, first fit this century. We're a rare kind. Isn't much payment to be had. Well, there can be, depending on the job. Did I need to finish end school? I know Uncle Al would be furious. He's not as laid back as Kay was. Grandma might be disappointed, and that makes me feel bad. I wonder if Pop or Mom would disagree as well. I'd think Mom would approve of me drifting. No, not drifting. I'd be taking this restlessness in me and getting scattered across the world to ice it. Dad would probably hug me and offer a Cheshire smile. Smog's above. I'm making stories up like I'm in first school. So I asked the Dukes if I could think about it. Wouldn't be here early choosing you if I didn't expect you to think it over. Talk to Heather or even though you're treating her strange, you'll if you gotta. When you've decided, I'll be here, Knox. He did that respect thing we in the cove hear about from over the moon, where you caress the temple and gently place your thumb on the third eye. I think they call it the touch of ink. And Knox, he added, taking one last look up at the dithering sky. Enjoy this view as much as you can before the golden season comes. I drifted for a long time like a cloud of forsaken detritus arriving inevitably at Heather's Hollow. I wasn't alone, mind you. I'd never dive to the bottommost family chambers without Enzo to keep the wild pobbles and eight-legged cats at bay. I realized, after arriving at the threshold, that Uncle L had warned me about sightings of a smog stalker roaming the deep valley and instantly dread-clawed my back. Cena had reached out to me a few days after the Cove took the doorbell championship. She wanted to talk. That's what I thought of. And I remember talking to Cena a little while I was younger. I heard Heather talking or singing until it stopped. Oh, Faye, I found you and Enzo outside my hollow. You were passed out again. Here, I thought you might be less faint with eating more. 